0: You have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry! Way downtown! Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! With six-tenths of a second remaining! This is Downtown Pod. All your NBA news and opinions, in one place. Follow, retweet, and share on Twitter at Downtown Pod. Email your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, and questions to Downtown Hoops at gmail.com. Downtown Pod. Now on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Downtown! Welcome back, Downtown, Downtown Pod, for your Thursday afternoon and evening, recapping all the games in the association, the scores, the stats, all you need to know. We'll be going through all the games on this jam packed Thursday slate very shortly. Of course, if you have not yet given us a like or followed us on Twitter, it is never too late. At Downtown Pod, Downtown NBA Daily Pod on Twitter. All you need for your NBA news and opinions. Email us your thoughts, questions, suggestions. If you want to be part of the podcast, I'm so keen to get you involved. If you would love to come on with myself, or email through a voice recording of you talking about your favorite team, favorite player, favorite stats, anything at all NBA related, then record it, download it and email it, downtownpodhoops at gmail.com and I can pop you on the podcast. Downtown Pod, my aim is that this is the people's NBA podcast. We are going to keep our app running to time today, no more than just about half an hour. There has been a full slate of games in the NBA this afternoon and there's even more blockbusters coming into our lives, tomorrow being Friday here in Australia. So we are going to get into our Thursday recap right now. Philly took on New York. Knicks today in the NBA and it was a return home and just what the Sixers needed. I said yesterday on Downtown Pod, the Knicks, well, they are in trouble because the Sixers are coming at them, and they definitely did. But they trailed by as many as 17 points in the third quarter and stormed back to secure a W. And guess my prediction came through. Ben Simmons hit a three-point shot, his first three-point shot in the NBA. If you suss it out on Twitter, the commentators went absolutely ridonkulous for Ben Simmons's three. Sensational shot from Simmons, but the Knicks, well, again, classic Knicks. They fall to four and eleven. They failed to close out what could have been a key win, but uh, a shining, a shining light for them, I should say. Frank Nitta Aquina, He had 17 points in the loss and Marcus Morris continued to play like Marcus Morris does, doesn't jump off the score sheet at you. His performance wasn't fantastic but 22 points, 13 rebounds. He is leading these Knicks in their losses in all their games. RJ Barrett didn't have a great game, 8.7 rebounds. Joel Embiid for the 76ers, 22 and 12. Ben Simmons here had a fantastic all-round game. Three boards off a triple-double with 18 points, 13 assists, and seven rebounds. And of course, that first three which made Twitter absolutely explode. Amazing. The last time Ben Simmons made a three in an actual competitive game was 1,451 days ago when he was at LSU. Thanks to SportsCenter for that tweet. But it was the 76ers just too good, rallying from 17 points down in the third quarter to beat the Knicks 109-104. Downtown. The Spurs and the Wizards. Cheer. I hope if you bet you went on the over on this one because it's two teams who couldn't defend Anything last night. The Wizards extend the Spurs misery. They won the game 138-132. That's right, if you're counting, it's just over 265 points. In fact, the two teams combined to score, yep, 270 because my maths is awful on the fly. 138 plus 132 equals 270. Thank Mrs. Cross. My my maths teacher in high school, she would not be proud of me right now. But back to the hoops. The Spurs gave up an avalanche of points. They have lost now seven games in a row and Coach Pop was in no mood to talk last night after the game. Bradley Bill, 33 points, even Ish Smith balled out had 21 points and four rebounds and Davus Bertans, 21 and 5, led seven Wizards in double figures on a night where they shot over 50% from the field. As always the Spurs were led by ex-Raptor DeMar Rosen, He had 31 points, five assists and four rebounds but it was a Spurs-like performance, it was a Wizards-like performance. None of these teams will be getting close to the playoffs, but it was the Wizards who came out on top. If you watched this game, you would have been fascinated by Bryn Forms and Paddy Mills paired together in the guard rotation for the Spurs tonight in the lineup because Derek White was gone with a sore heel. DeMar Rosen. well, he was the lead guard for the Spurs and the lead forward and the lead player on the court for them in every single position, but it wasn't enough. So will they look to move DeMar Rosen in the trade window? We will soon find out. This could be the year, and I'm calling it right now, Thursday, 21st of November, that uh, the Rudy Gay, I mean the San Antonio Spurs are going to miss the NBA playoffs. There it is. The Wizards 138, the Spurs 132. Downtown. In a game that no one really cares about except if you're wearing black and white or aqua and white, the Hornets and the Nets played a rather entertaining points uh, points matchup, I should say, a rather entertaining game on Wednesday night in the association, and it was just the Brooklyn Nets by 10 who came out on top. It was a topsy-turvy first half, the Nets taking a five-point lead, and Jared Allen was fantastic as the Nets debuted their city uniforms for the first time at home on their kind of black and white Kind of like a grayscale type court, you could call it. Coming off a 29-point loss to the paces, the Nets got their much-needed win against Charlotte Hornets. They need to win because Kyrie Irving and Karis LeVert sat in the stands, and for the first time, Irving and Durant actually paired up together but it was on the bench. If you suss Twitter out, there was Twitter going wild for Irving and Duran sitting next to each other. It was a fantastic picture, but they would rather them out on the court. But the fact that Nets got the job done without them, well, Joe Harris, dagger. Up 12, 133, the Hornets are making a bit of a comeback. Kyrie and Katie got up, did a bit of a boogie. They were loving life, the Nets fans were going nuts. That girl on the NBA jerseys ad, she's, she reckons she's there to see history. Well, history was made, the Nets won. That's pretty cool. De'Andre Jordan off the bench had 14.7 rebounds, Torian Prince at 20 and eight. Spencer Dinwiddie, last season's uh, 2 role man to D'Angelo. He would have thought he would have run the offense this year. He had 20 in the season high, eight assists with Kyrie out of the lineup. Biz Biombo, he had 10 for the Charlotte Hornets, but it was uh, a shocking shooting night for the Charlotte Hornets. Devontae Graham didn't shoot very well. Terry Rozier, I mean, another moment silence for him. The amount of money they paid for him was just ridiculous. But in the end, in the game that no one really cared about, the Nets got the win over the Hornets, 101-91. Get back, Kyrie. Get back, Kevin, because the Nets are going down. Downtown! If I say the name Duncan Robinson, you might say, who the hell is that guy? Well, he's the guy that helped the Miami Heat improve the 10 wins and three losses and take up into the top four in the Eastern Conference in the NBA with a win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. The win wasn't too surprising. The 124 to 100 victory. Well, it was a win the Heat were always expected to get. But Duncan Robinson, well, no one thought he would roll. 29 points as the Heat rolled past the Cleveland Cleveland at Cavaliers and John Bayline. Uh, the young man. Uh, Bayline said after the game, uh, has the last two years developed for the Miami culture. Um, the first year Cavs coach, should Robinson for three seasons at Michigan said, He's developed his game to a whole different level. Part of it you hate, but also part of it's in your blood. He was 9 for 15 from the field, all of them coming from three-point range. So I wouldn't bring you into my NBA fantasy team just yet. Kevin Love was back for the Cavs, but there was nothing they could do. Tyler Hero stepped up, 22 points. He is a sneak a little bit for perhaps Rookie of the Year possibly with RJ not doing too much of the Knicks. Ja Morant maybe has that wrapped up, I mean you just don't know. Jimmy Butler missed 12 of his first 13 shots. He was one of 13 at one stage in this game, finished with 21 points anyway. He just keeps getting it done. It's Kevin Love, 25 and 13. Wiley Vet, Colin Sexton added 19 points. The Heat set the record, or well, their record for three-pointers in a game is 10. A mark held by Mario Chalmers and Brian Shaw. Robinson had three shots in the final moments to get his 10th, but he missed them all. He hit one with 15 seconds left. It was waved off after a shot clock violation. Look, the Heat, they are the real deal. They're 13 games into their season now, and they've tied the best 13-game start in team history after the 95-6, 99 12-13, and 13-14 season. A couple of those had a few superstars in the lineup. In fact, all three from 99 onwards had Dwayne Wade as part of the Heat lineup. Bam Manobago was four from four. Fantastic. And the next game for the Heat, Eric Spolstra. is his 900th game coaching the Heat. He has an all-time record of 533 and 366 wins and losses. The Cavs, yeah. They're still the Caps. The season of high scoring games continued, rolled on as the Bucs took down the Atlanta Hawks. The upstart Atlanta Hawks, they come, they give you a game, they take a lead at certain stages, but they just don't know how to win yet. With three rookies in the lineup, if you count Trey as one of them, they suffered a 135, 127 loss. Problem to the bucks they can't seem to stop anyone from scoring right now, but if you score more than your opposition, you're going to win games. It's that simple. Giannis, another double-double, 33 points, 11 boards as the Bucks rolled on and they rolled past the Hawks. It was one of those games which didn't really sit right in the lap and in the belly of many NBA fans. It was the Hawks who had a rough third quarter, and that was all it needed, really. They cut the the lead to seven down the stretch, but apart from that, it was pretty much all Milwaukee. They continued to dominate, and they are the absolute dollar one favorites, if you ask me, to win the Eastern Conference this year in the NBA. No surprise there, but uh, the Hawks are great. DeAndre Hunter. His best career game, 27 points, eight of 12 attempts, three of three from deep. Cam Reddish, well, he was red hot, then he cooled off, uh, but still had 17 points, three of three from three. The uh, the Hawks' decal on their court was sensational. It was black and white, a bit of a peachy, peachy color. As the Hawks uh, wrapped out their their peachy City jersey it was fantastic um, Alex Len only clocked eight minutes what's up with that Evan Turner Bruno Fernando DeAndre Bembry all were in the pluses the positives the plus minus but it was just the well-rounded team nature of the Milwaukee Bucks still missing Chris Middleton but Giannis didn't fail out this game uh, but the night was over for him you would have thought with about a minute left when uh, coach Bud put him back in the game after the hawks cut the lead to seven made a couple of buckets it was all done but ever since the bucks started this game on 23 to 5 run it was pretty much all bucks and the bucks took the win 135 127 over the young upstart cheeky atlanta hawks Downtown. No Kawhi, no problem. No Danny Green, no. Nah, it's all good. The Raptors rolled as they uh, took the win over the Orlando Magic tonight in the NBA. They did it, and they did it with no names. I mean, if you said to me Chris Boutier would be one of the players who is lighting it up for the Raptors this season, then I probably would have laughed at you. But they got the win, and they did it again, as uh, the Magic couldn't quite compete with the Toronto Raptors. Fred Van Vliet talking of compete he is having himself a season could he possibly be on the ballot for the all-star game at this point in the season I mean no Kyle Lowry he's 25 he's coming to the prime of his career he has the starting spot locked up shot 10 for 19 24 points tonight seven assists a couple of steals he was dominant tonight and when Larry's since Larry's gone down I should say He's been fantastic. Without him, the Raptors don't really run their offense too well. He got hot tonight though, and it was all over for the Magic. If you haven't seen the Magic's City uniform, then check that out on Twitter. It's a pretty good one. It's the only bright spark of the past 24 hours for them. Nikola Vucevic, he was gone from the lineup. Aaron Gordon, sprained right ankles in the first half. Both Vucevic and Gordon, neither returned. From there, it was Raptors by how many? Terrence Davis, career best, 19 points, 8 rebounds. Pascal Siakam, 18 points, 11 boards. Norman Powell had 15. Butcher, 14 points, 11 boards. Just these role players that they've built and this solid camaraderie in the Raptors team and uh, and the coach there is absolutely getting the best out of all his players. The Raptors had an 11 point lead to play with 701 to play in the second quarter and uh, the Magic cut the lead as is the NBA goes up comes down 5 points about halfway into the third but from there it was all wraps and they rolled 113-97. That was at home against the Magic. Downtown. <laughs> Luka, L-U-K-A, Luka, Luka like, okay, Donchich Luka, Luka Doncic, Luka, Luka look- Doncic, okay, I'll stop singing because I'm not very good, but Luka Doncic beat the Warriors tonight, and uh, that's it, that's all you need to know, this Mavs team, well, they've got the mild Salins coming off the bench, their bench unit isn't fantastic, but Luka Doncic, oh my god, Lord have mercy, he was unstoppable. And the Phoenix Suns and the team, other team I can't think of, perhaps I think it was the Grizz last year who passed on Luka Doncic. Wow, they must be shooting themselves in the foot right now. This man had 35 points, 10 rebounds and 11 assists. Doesn't sound like much, does it? Luka standards, MVP standards. The guy played 25 minutes and had 22 points at quarter time, that's it. 22 points at quarter time. The highest scoring first quarter this season by any player. Yes, the Warriors were depleted. Yes, the Warriors are just not great this season. Eric Paschal had 22 he continues in fine form for them. Uh, there was obviously no Russell still for the Golden State Warriors. The Mavericks, though, poured in 44 in the opening frame. They held a 30-point lead for most of the second quarter. Not the third or fourth, the second quarter. The Warriors just couldn't stop any Mavs. Any Mavs at all. Dallas had the lead of the half, 74-38. Whew. That's my flame-throwing impersonation because they could not miss tonight. JJ Barea was fantastic. He saw some minutes in the final frame. Berea teased the crowd with a few good shots. They led, get this, 104-64 in the fourth quarter and as many as 45 points. They eventually closed to a 142-94 victory, a 48-point win. Over the Golden State Warriors. You think scoring 94 points in the NBA game is not too bad? Well, no, one you can see 142. And the Mavs, well, they're rolling towards playoffs. They'll make it. They'll make it. But according to ESPN Stats and Info and Elias Sports Bureau, Doncic became the first player to outscore out-rebound and out-assist an entire team in a quarter since Allen Iverson did it in the 2003 season against the Bulls. Amazing, he's the only player Only player with 30 points and five assists on more than 90% shooting from the floor in a half in the last 20 seasons. The only player. Again, over the last 10 games, Luka Doncic has eclipsed 300 points, 100 rebounds, and 100 assists. He is the fifth player to average a 30 point triple-double over a 10 game period of time. Average that. Wow. LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Michael Jordan, and Oscar Robertson, the other players. It's preposterous, and we should just bask in Luca's presence. You, sir, are God. At the Mavs, roll, crush. The Golden State Warriors, how the mighty have fallen. One forty-two ninety-four. Downtown. All right, it is time to call it. Andre Drummond, get the hell out of Detroit. If you're a Pistons fan right now, then you are pretty much in the knowledge why the Raptors let go of Dwayne Casey. He is unable to pull teams out of slumps, the Pistons, lost their fifth in a row against the Chicago Bulls, and it wasn't even close. The Bulls 109, the Pistons 89. Absolutely disgusting. It was at Chicago, yep, yep, give them that. But the Bulls enter the Wednesday's games with Otto Porter out for two more weeks, Chandler Hutchinson gone, and pretty much their depth depleted. And apart from Blake Griffin, it was pretty much all she wrote for the Pistons. Blake Griffin was playing in this game, but he was an abomination, never looked right, showing very little explosiveness, Uh, working his way back from knee surgery, give him that, but he got smoked by the Bulls. If he's not right, why are you playing Blake? You've got a couple of seasons maybe left in you. If you're trying to get picked up by another team, get off the floor, buddy. You have earned your right to rest. Derek Rose, he just keeps doing Derek Rose things. 18 points, but he's not the MVP, Derek Rose. That was a long time ago. Andre Drummond pulls down rebounds, turns it over, that's him in a nutshell. He started out the season looking amazing and now he looks like he would like to be anywhere in the world besides the Motor City. Are they depressed because their City jerseys look like soccer jerseys? I don't even know. Daniel Gafford uh, for the Bulls had a breakout game last game. This one was a much quieter outing, didn't trouble the scorers that much. But uh, it was just disgusting from the Detroit Pistons. If you're a Pistons fan, I would reconsider because they not only look awful, even if Blake Griffin had 16, Luke Kennard had 14 points, but a poor second half was the downfall. The Pistons shot eight of 36 in the second half and just two of 15 on three quarters that is a disgusting rate and uh, it was just gross this was a quote from langston galloway which i don't agree with but parts of it poor shooting didn't affect our game okay langston defensively it was a lack of effort tonight it was embarrassing well 8 of 36 in the second half i would say poor shooting affected your game the balls rolled 109 pistons 89 20 point win Ah, seems like yesterday the Jazz played the Timberwolves, and it was, well, the day before yesterday, anyway. The Timberwolves caused a bit of an upset against the Jazz in that one, with Karl-Anthony Towns hitting seven threes, and they rolled again. They didn't actually know the Jazz, well... Killed the Timberwolves tonight. I mean, it was an eight point win. It wasn't really a killing or a thrashing on the score sheet, but it was comfortable all night. Now, Towns smashed the Stifled Tower. Rudy Gobert, if you're a Jazz fan, you knew he wasn't going to let Sleeping Dogs lie. He wasn't going to get dominated again by Carl Anthony Towns hitting seven threes in his face. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, no, Kathleen Towns got the better of him with a 29.13 rebound performance in leading his team to a 10-point victory, but Gobert didn't like it, didn't like it. He was quoted as saying, I don't like it. So what did he do? He came out and led his team to a fantastic win. He's only scored 12 points, 15 rebounds for his ninth double-double of the season, but made the biggest impact of the game, following Towns out to the three-point line, didn't let him get open shots. He was inside an absolute force. Towns had 14 and 12, made a couple of three-pointers in the final minutes, but the Jazz had a good lead, and he wasn't a presence in this game. Of Gobert, Dono Mitchell added he did his thing, he was locked in, they're both all-star players, and I think Towns got the better of him last game. But Rudy came back like we knew he would. He is a competitor, and yes, he is. The Jazz, well, they needed to come back because against a Minnesota Timberwolves team that was still missing. Uh, sorry, recap, Andrew Wiggins was back in this game. He was out of Monday's game with illness. He returned, only had 22 points, and he was the only one to shoot less than 10% from three-point land in this entire game, one of 10 from three-point range. Next up, Jazz return home, play back-to-back home games against the Golden State Warriors, and they could get a 20 20- 200-point winning margin in those two games, I reckon, because the Warriors, yeah, they're just trash. And the New Orleans on Saturday. It's going to be an interesting time. The T-Wolves unveiled their Twin Cities City jersey, Uh, but this one was the Jazz. The Jazz had it in the bag. I would have bet, if I was a betting man, on the Tim Wolves to complete a bit of a double, but it was the Jazz 103-95 against the Wolves. Downtown If you're a Nuggets fan, you just know this team does not show up against other contenders. They all smash, they all roll, every single team that has no chance of making the playoffs. But tonight, against the Nuggets, they didn't show up. It was that simple. James Harden, well, we know what James Harden does. But Denver had the defense ready. Who else stepped up? PJ Tucker possibly tonight for the Rockets, but James Harden, while well, he was kept to his lowest scoring output since opening night, as Nikola Jokic, Gary Harris, and Crew ended the 10-match winning streak for the Houston Rockets. There was crossovers. They were having fun at attitude. They were waiting for the Nuggets, the Rockets, to roll in. Even one show Hernan Gomez had a big putback dunk. You know when a Spanish guy is jumping on you and dunking, it's not going to be a night. And you know when Mason Plumlee, uh was funny, a bit of a bully ball inside against their big fella, Clint Capella, then it was never going to be a good night for the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets take flight back home, unfortunately, for the Rockets. It was an interesting night in a few ways. The best matchup was that Jokic And Capella matchup. Capella wasn't as effective, but he was a monster on the glass, but the Nuggets tonight, the number one thing they figured out the Rockets. The Nuggets have had a long line of history struggling with James Harden, but tonight it was contained, it was play isolation, it was double-team, it was forced the ball out of James Harden's hands. They did. He didn't know where to go half the time. He got a bunch of turnovers. He uh, had a shocking game by his, he scored 27 points. I'd be happy with that in my whole NBA career. This was a poor game for him. Um, But to be fair, the Nuggets just had the measure of the Rockets in this one. No, that's pretty much all that needs to be said. Nuggets 105, Rockets 95. Rockets will bounce back, they'll make the playoffs. The question mark is still there though. Can they make waves when it comes to the playoffs? There was late rumours in case you missed that Westbrook was going to be out of this game. He played, but apart from him and Harden and Capella, they combined for 64 points. It was the rest of the team only combining for 32 more and the best highest next scorer. Well, that was awesome Rivers. He had seven points. The band, the band, the bench, the band on the bench was pretty much... Not there. Tarbo Cephalosha, whose best years came with a Thunder going back five years. You don't want to rely on him. Chris Clemens, nah. Isaiah Hardenstein, I mean, better in the Jehovah's Witness or a church somewhere. Tyson Chandler, I mean, retire already, buddy. Nah. Rocket's depth, not great. They need to bring in somebody. Perhaps Iggy might be worth a call. Not Azalea, no, 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 no. Andre Wadala, that's what I'm talking about. Nuggets 105, Rockets 95. Game of the night. This one, the Celtics and the Cliffs went to 0-2. bit of bonus basketball for those who were watching this one. It was pretty much like we'd fast forward to May. It was a finals preview, and uh, we may not survive seven games like this. This was an absolute popcorn fest. The Celtics battled, they led most of the night in LA. The Clippers just have a way you feel this season of pulling out the win when it matters most. Jason Tatum, 30 points, 12-24 field goals, 5-10 threes. He was excellent. Tease inside, 8 points, 14 rebounds. This guy is underrated. Get him into your fancy team. This guy, up the charts, he is gonna have a massive season. Mark my words, you heard it here first. Kemba Walker struggled, Marcus Smart struggled, Jalen Brown, they all shot under 30% in the field. It didn't matter. The Clippers though, they had twenty-three turnovers, so Doc Rivers, luke Williams after the game, kinda of blame that for the fact they lived the Celtics in the game. But the Celtics, the, the the defense. Does the defense lead to the turnovers or do the turnovers lead to good defense being recognized? It's the chicken and the egg matchup, to be honest. Paul George, 25 and 8. No Kawhi, no Kawhi, but it it was something that wasn't too bad. I mean, he made an impact. Like it was there and Kawhi didn't have to have his best game in order for the Clippers to get over the line. Yes, it took overtime. Kawhi, 17, six rebounds, 38 minutes, no points restriction. Paul George, 25-5. But where would this team be without Lou Williams? If he has not got a mortgage on that sixth man of the year, then call me Jesus and nail me to the cross. Like holy moly, Lou Williams is the sixth man. He is made in that role. If he... He should get paid more to be six man than ever be in a starting lineup in any NBA team in his whole career. It was uh, the Cs at halftime, 42-40. There was a bit of frustration, and it was a fantastic watch on ESPN, to be honest. The commentators loved it. It was fantastic. Both teams on 8-0 runs at certain stages. The Clippers went on a 10 nil run with Williams and Beverly taking over with three points and bang, 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 bang. But it was Paul George. Oh, man, he got off his feet. Tatum duked him out. He banged home a clutch triple to tie the scores at 97 with 13-point seconds remaining. This guy is going from strength to strength, like I mentioned, against the Suns a couple of days ago. These guys, they're not just role players. The level between role players and guns, and there's about six of them if you count Brown and Walker and Tatum and even Teese is in that category. The Celtics will be there at the pointy end. Mark my words. Tonight, though, it was OT. Clips, 107. Celts, 104 An early Game of the Year candidate. Alright, time for some breaking news. The headlines from the NBA, Uh, thanks to ESPN.com. That's where you go to get your latest uh, ESPN and NBA fix. Let's check out some headlines. Kawhi and Paul George's imperfect debut. There was encouraging signs there for the two superstars. Kawhi didn't have his best match, neither neither did PG-13, but they need to take time to work each other out on the court, and they'll just get better from here, no doubt about it. Click on that for more. KD and Kyrie, they were together for the first time on, just off the Brooklyn Nets court. They were up and dancing and giving some half halves uh, after Joe Harris buried a three-pointer in front of them. Luca Magic, well it was Luca Black Magic today, not just his second straight triple double and outscored the Warriors in the first quarter. Yeah, by himself. He went on with a crazy stat line, looked that up, tweeted it out, it's unbelievable what he did. Russell Westbrook uh, almost broke Twitter tonight and uh, he almost, or he tried to take on the whole Nuggets team by himself. Dribbled into the key, out of the three point line, had Jokic there, came around him, Murray inside, and then threw up some weird and wonderful shots like he was trying to paint a mural on top of the backboard. Uh, Didn't quite go down, of course. No, no. But, you know, that's Westbrook in a bit of a nutshell. The City jerseys, they have dropped from all teams. My personal favourite, Philadelphia's cream with the nice words splashed across the front. I love the H-Town. It's new, it's fresh. The uh, the Houston Rockets, if you have a look at it on Twitter, Google the picture of it. It's fantastic. If you go on ESPN, there's a guy there called Clinton Yates. He rates his top five City Edition uniforms. The one that I absolutely love and I'll be buying myself with Suns fans. A Suns uniform. There's plenty of uniforms to check out the grizz sensational uh, i reckon the bulls one is also uh, well made keeping true everyone seems to hate the celtics one but i love the irish twist bit of like an irish whiskey type uh, phrasing on that on that thing and milwaukee i mean i don't know if anyone calls it the cream city it's a bit of a weird name like wearing cream city on the top i get there might be some kids We might put a bit of a rude word in the back of theirs to make it look a little bit kind of X-rated, but if that's what they're called, then roll with it, Milwaukee. That is what I'm talking about. Rep to your history, rep to the bricks in the buildings, even though no one seems to know exactly what it's all about, whatever. And Denver, I mean, they've got last year's rainbow skyline on the white and flick the white to a black. So if you like your white and black jerseys, you can just grab it. And pretty much you've got a white version of black version, to be honest. Peachtree, the Atlanta, that is is a fantastic one. You wouldn't even know it was the Atlanta jersey if you looked at it and saw it. Peachtree written across the front, splash there. Rip City's back for Portland, of course, and uh, the Orlando one is great. Bit of splash of an orange across the chest there. Sacramento in red, that's a little bit weird to me, but if they rep it, and they love it, and they want it, then that's all good. Some Australian basketball news, uh, and Philly 76ers head coach Brett Brown will replace Andre Lomanis to uh, pick up where he left off and coach the Australian Boomers. That's massive because Brett Brown was their coach, originally the Australian team. And what'll make it fascinating is Ben Simmons surely now his club coach is the same as his national coach. There'll be no hiccups in making sure Ben Simmons plays for Australia at next year's Olympics in Tokyo and uh, World well, Championships and friendlies and games, etc. Like that. Ben Simmons now being coached by Brett Brown, who has replaced. Andre Lamanis. A take you mightn't have seen on this is that Andre Lamaris made the call to Brett Brown to replace himself as the coach. So he was the one who put the wheels in action. Selfless and great. From super important to recognize Paul Gasol. He has been waived by the Portland Trail He has done the NBA, looking towards a coaching role. Paul Gasol with the Lakers, he was an absolute stalwart through the early 90s and uh, and the and the uh, the, so the late noughties and the early 10s in the 2000 millennium he was fantastic just remembering him on teams with those Lakers he was an absolute gun so you will be missed in the NBA Pau Gasol time to look ahead to the NBA slate for tomorrow Friday here in Australia Thursday night NBA games and there's only two, which is going to make for a very short podcast tomorrow. We may just have a bit of a different segment coming at you in a few different articles and segments on tomorrow's uh, downtown pod. Tomorrow's games, Blazers and Bucks and Pelicans and Suns, those two games on ESPN, the TNT broadcast. They will be actually amazing games. Mello back in action for the Blazers against the Bucks, who are looking to win the East Conference, of course. The Bucks back-to-back, can the Blazers pick up a much Needed victory, find out tomorrow. And the Pelicans and the Suns, the Suns now have lost back-to-back games. They need to switch back at the gear. They are back at home against the Pels, which means uh, they will back themselves to win that game, as the Pels do have a lot of players still out, including Lonzo Ball. I think Ingram's back for the Pels. The Suns, though, will be missing Ricky Rubio and Aaron Bain, so a tough, tough game for them to get over the line in. That's tomorrow's slate of NBA games. Tune in on ESPN or follow, and then, of course, listen to Downtown Pod for your recap. Downtown! That brings Downtown Pod to a close for this Thursday night. Australian time. Of course, Wednesday slate games in the NBA. We've been wrapping, reviewing and recapping all of them and look ahead to tomorrow's double header on TNT and ESPN here in Australia. Thanks for listening. Please follow. It's ESPN.com for all your basketball news. But we are on Twitter at DowntownPod.com. Twitter at Downtown Pod, Downtown Basketball Daily Pod. Get in touch with us. Retweet our pinned tweet to get Downtown Pod out there. Please, we are on Red Circle, we are on Spotify, we are on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Search Downtown Pod, get it into your ears. Every single morning, you can recap the games from the day before with some news, the opinion, the breaking news. This is Downtown Basketball Daily Pod. Tomorrow we are back with a recap of the two fixtures plus some breaking news around the NBA in a bit of a shorter podcast because there's only two games. But for all you need for your NBA recaps and news, it's Downtown Basketball Daily Pod. Email downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. That's downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Please share, get it out, rate and review if you want to. It's up to you. But the best thing you can do is get involved. Tweet me. I can get you on our podcast. If you want to review, send in a bit of uh, something you've written up. I can read it out on the podcast about your favorite team, favorite player, favorite stat, whatever. doesn't matter. Give us some suggestions for segments or things that we can include to make downtown it better for your listening pleasure. As always, what to do, baby, keep it real. Downtown. 305 bitches treat me like I'm Uncle Don't stop. Have to slot the top off. It's just a roof. Uh. She said, "Where we going?"